Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today we are going to talk about the State of the Union. We're going to talk about the address. What happened, we'll hit the highlights and provide a general overview. Uh, there are some entertaining moments in it, that's for sure. Okay, so first, it's a normal State of the Union address. Okay, It, it goes over a lot of the accomplishments of the Biden administration. That's something that I constantly talk about on this channel, where I'm like, they don't do a good job of talking about what they do. So if you're interested, maybe watch it, and you'll pick up some of what the Democratic Party has been able to accomplish. Another thing that I talk about is that Biden is very status quo, and he is. But one thing that I always you know, have to give him is that he does insert very progressive ideas at times in ways that matter because it helps carry that message forward, especially when it's done with a good rhetorical device and, and it's, it's embedded in other language. There was a really good example of this in the speech when he is talking about veteran homelessness. He doesn't say that no veteran should be homeless. He says no person should be homeless, especially our veterans. This is one of those things that carries that idea forward. It may not sound like a huge difference, but believe me, one is way closer to housing as a human right than the other. One is conditional on service. One is you're here. Therefore, you, you should have a place to be. Um, there was uh, a very unique moment that I am certain is going to be memed over and over and over again. And that's, uh, name me one. <laughs> Biden uh, got a little excited at one point, and he honestly sounded like a Southern preacher. Um, he was talking about how democracies are are kind of rising and authoritarian governments are in decline. This was in context of China and of course the framing which we've talked about on the channel that the new cold war is going to be democracy versus authoritarianism. That's going to be the framing of it. And he's talking about that. And he says to uh, name a world leader that would want to change places with China's leader. Kind of suggesting that China's really in check and it has a lot of walls being thrown up. And that's true, it is. Uh, we've covered a lot of the, the military and foreign policy stuff on the channel over the last week. But there's also a lot of economic stuff going on as well. And he got excited when he said that. And he repeated, name me one, name me one. And I don't know if it's just because it's the way that I talk, um, but I couldn't help that he was trying to say two things at one time. One being that China is kind of uh, being isolated and that, you know, the democracy side of the Cold War um, is winning. 
But I think the other one was that he really wanted people to envision a leader who would uh, trade places with him, who would trade places with the leader of China. So I think that's why he said it the way he did and repeated it the way he did. Go ahead, try to picture one. Who do you come up with? I can only come up with one. The guy who fawned all over him called him king. But, but he said that he, he, he is not king. And I said, you're president for life. That makes you king. And he really liked that. Trump. I think that was a shot at Trump. Um, I don't know that. <laughs> I mean, it, it could just be me seeing the way that I talk in, in, in his speech. I don't know that that's what he was doing. But if he was trying to allude to Trump, it certainly worked on me. Um, and then there was the, the great scene where he played the entire Republican Party like a fiddle. Um, he was talking about the, the debt ceiling, the manufactured crisis that the Republicans have created. And he's like, you know, and they don't want for corporations to pay their fair share. They'd rather, and he says, some Republicans would rather sunset Medicaid and uh, Social Security or Medicare and Social Security. And the Republican Party started booing and yelling and screaming, liar. It's fantastic. Um, so what he said was factual. Republicans certainly have proposed that. Some have put pen to paper and turned it into a, a plan or a proposal. That absolutely occurred. The question you have to ask yourself is, why didn't the Republican Party respond the way they did in the State of the Union when one of their own party members proposed it? They didn't have a problem with it being proposed. They had a problem with Biden telling you that they had proposed it. That was the real issue. And they did. They, they one person, and you could probably guess who, uh, screamed out liar, you know, because they're super classy. Um, and he was telling the truth. And, and he followed up, followed it up with like, you know, if you have questions, I can send you the proposal. Reach out to my office. And um, they all had these looks on their face, just, you know, very upset that he would say such a thing. But it's true. That was absolutely a proposal. But here's the interesting part about it, and this is how he played them. Because they made such an uproar about it, because they literally screamed a liar, um, they're going to have a real hard time going back on that now. The proposal is shot. It's done. I, I don't. I don't think that uh, the Republican Party is going to go after Social Security now. Um, and I think that Biden accomplished that in that speech. Um, he definitely seemed to play them, which reduces a lot of their leverage. It's going to be really hard for them to play hardball and suggest that they're going to try to cut this, something that is a Democratic Party legislative priority. Um, if they've already publicly screamed and booed about the idea 
and saying that it just wasn't true. They would never do that. Yeah. And he knew that he did it. Because afterward, after they finished booing, he was like, you know, it's okay. I love conversions. I love that. So I'm assuming that we could say that's off the table now. He played them. Um, so those are the real highlights of it as far as things that are going to have an impact. I would suggest you watch it because if you want to know what the Democratic Party has accomplished or what they plan to accomplish, you're going to see it there. I would also view a lot of what he is saying is coming up next as kind of a roadmap to his potential run in 2024. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.